Welcome, welcome, welcome in Sessions News Podcast listeners. I am Ori, your podcast host, and today the podcast segment will be um, uh, about um, it's called Black, you know, uh, community. Uh, uh, especially was the black news for this month of January. You know, it's been happening. Uh, so, without further ado, let's get right to it. So, there's this publication uh, that was published, uh, you know, um, let me see, January 24th. So, today, uh, the day uh, before we celebrate, uh, the assassination of Martin Luther King Jr., Reverend Martin Luther King Jr., a hero, many. So, and uh, it was initially published by uh, the New York Times Magazine, and it reads, Martin Luther King Jr.'s last home, last home, is sold to the uh, National Park Foundation. So, um, uh, the Martin Luther King youngest daughter made a statement, uh, quote, I must say that it wasn't easy to release our home, unquote. Bernice King, the Reverend Martin Luther King, um, Junior's uh, youngest daughter, said, the house on Sunset Avenue in Atlanta where she grew up. So, it is at the time of his assassination in 1968, the Reverend Martin King Jr. was living in a brick home on Sunset Avenue in Atlanta neighborhood known as Vine City. The civil rights leader had moved there in 1965, the year after he was awarded a Nobel Peace Prize. And the house was a refuge for him. His daughter Bernice King said Thursday, it was a place where the entire family would gather around, uh, the, around the dining room table to eat and talk, where family portraits hung on the wall. And um, where Dr. King and his children used to play games and watch television. Okay, let me stop. So, I'm gonna look for another song. Let me see. Okay, let me change. Okay, I'm gonna keep reading for you guys. Um, this month, uh, the house became the property of the National Park Service in preparation for opening it to the public. A quotation with greater access to Dr. King's life and legacy, we can learn more about this country's past and how this work continues to echo through time. Quotation said Will Sharp Froth, the president of the National Park Foundation, the National Park Services charity arm. Um, 
he added that the foundation brought the property uh, no, actually he added the foundation bought the property with help from a private donors from the estate of Dr. King's window Coretta Scott King for 400,000 and transferred to the park service there will be at least a year of assessments, repairs, and restorations there before the house can be made accessible to the public, Mr. Shufford said. Um, so that's basically what you know, uh, this news is about. Uh, and my comment on this one is that it's very deplorable and very, very, very... Um, uh, disgraceful from the people who are in position that could have bought the property because again this property represents you know uh, a landmark what Dr. Martin King left behind you know again as you heard it was the refuge you know uh, uh, for him you know it was a a central refuge that never mattered to King to continue his uh, fight for uh, civil rights for black liberation movement so um, you know for his family signed to a um, white owned entity and when we all know that you know when it comes to the south uh, you know, it's all always about trying to uh, write, you know, the wrong uh, history events in order to, to diminish uh, the accomplishments over the black people have been able to do. So, to me, I am very uh, kind of angered and also uh, sad to see that, you know, Martin Tuckin's family you know, uh, are really people who are considered sellout, people who really will do anything, you know, in order to get, you know, some financial gains, you know, in return. They really will, you know, will go against everything matter the King Philip, you know, in, and it's very, really, really, really uh, sad to see that, you know, knowing what Martin Luther King stood for. So, the next news, let me see what the next news should be about. Uh, in the meantime, listen to this amazing music background.
some bad guys so um, the second reason to share with you guys came out Friday January 18 2019 it's about a day care worker uh, those caught in on video um, pulling young black girl's hair forcing her to eat and uh, it happened in the small city called Lubbock, Texas, probably like a town, small town, uh, Lubbock, Lubbock, Texas. Uh, it's my little playhouse, a daycare center in Texas is under fire after one of its uh, workers were caught on video pulling a young black girl's hair trying to make her eat her food. Uh, police and state officials are now investigating the situation. The video shows the daycare worker pulling uh, on the girl brother hair, seemingly forcing her to follow her instructions and eat in the cafeteria while other children are around. The officials of the daycare, my little playhouse, confirmed that the worker shown the video and the worker who took the video uh, have been terminated already. They have issued a statement saying, quote, the owners and directors of my little playhouse learning center LLC were made aware of the video footage posted on social media approximately 11.45 a.m. Uh, staff involved the staff that were involved were fired immediately uh local authorities parentheses lpd have been nullified um has been nullified and are investigating accordingly uh the texas department of child care licensing has been also notified quotation uh paul zimmerman a spokesman of a spokesman for the texas department of family and protective services said that the agency will also conduct an investigation regarding the incident for apparent abuse parent abuse or neglect uh, the department of health and human resources which handle license for child care providers will decide depending on the results of the investigation uh, meanwhile Shanna Walker, the grandmother of the girl video, was shocked and furious when she watched the video 20 minutes before she came to the daycare to pick up her granddaughter. She said that she thought the daycare workers are supposed to be people that are taking care of the kids that has their well-being at heart. She told the LBT, always like a local news down there. Um, quotation, I know that everyone thinks that their grandchildren are the best, quotation, she added, uh, quotation, but this little girl, she's the sweetest little girl that you could ever know, and she's very quiet and very timid. So far, so far, I meant, so far, her to sit there and just to pull on her air, it's very infuriating. I mean, I'm standing here right now and feeling like I'm about to ball over quotation. Uh, and that's the end.
Uh, well, guys, uh, I have a few thoughts on this. And uh, let me just sip my water. Bro. And it's really, oh boy. And it's really about, you know, um, we have to understand one thing here, um, is that we are not free when we are not in position to um, look out for our own children, you know, we are not free, we're not safe, you know, uh, because, you know, I mean, this country was built on systematically racism, you know, systematically division, you know, between races, uh, especially between races, you know, they're also like a big, 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 big systematically, you know, difference based on, you know, income, but it's really normally centered on um, uh, race, you know, and, um, and I apologize, well, first of all, there's one thing I want to apologize is that, you know, uh, I forgot to plug, plug in the mic on my cell phone, I plug in my computer, with, which I'm sure I've done because, you know, uh, the music background is playing on the computer, not on the cell phone, so uh, the whole three, five minutes uh, I was, you know, talking about, I was reading the, you know, um, the editorial about the daycare worker who, who was caught on video pulling young black girl's hair, forcing her to eat. May not really come out well because, you know, again, my mic was not really plugging on a recorder, which is myself. So, uh, and to go back to what I was, you know, originally saying is that, you know, when you have, you know, daycare workers who really are racist, who are really uh, conditioned to, um, uh, systematically conditioned to uh, harm, you know, black people, and you put them in a position of caring our own children, it really threatens it really threatened us. It really hit us home, you know. So again, we'll, we have to learn to be in position of uh, owning our own uh, education institutions, you know, having our own daycare, having our own, our own uh, black-owned um, daycares, black-owned middle schools, black-owned high schools, black owns college, you know, it shouldn't just be limited with the HBCU, you know, the, you know, the, the, the famous college university that is owned by black people, we shouldn't just limit ourselves on this one, so, uh, I had to cut that music, that was horrible, anyway, so, yeah, so, I mean, that's, that's been my philosophy when it comes to really wish we do best.
you know, and this is what we should do best. You know, we should own our own education programs, our own education facilities, our own educational um, institutions. You know, we shouldn't just rely on, on, on this government because obviously they don't care. I mean, they don't care, man. You know, every single day we see black children being brutalized, criminalizing uh, school institutions, and it's happening on their basis. You know, uh, this young black girl, she has been brutalized, you know, she was brutalized, and, you know, she's going to grow up hating her white children. And I won't blame her because, I mean, what she just went through, what she went through, is very horrible. And I don't wish on any child or any kid or any young uh, adult person to go through what she just went through, you know. But again, we have thousands, even millions of you know, black uh, students you know, who go through that, you know. And their voices are not being heard, their voices are not being validated, you know, so by us, not by them because they won't validate. Obviously, they're not looking for validation. They're not looking to respect us. We need to be on the top of our own game, you know. Yeah, I mean, that is my analysis, personal analysis here, you know. So I'm going to end here. Thank you guys for tuning in. Again, it was Ori Subushi Mike. Ori, it's A U R Y. Subushi Mike is S A B U S H I M I K E. Thank you for tuning in. And I'm out, guys.